WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. Good morning, Indianapolis, and thank you for tuning in to the Open Line Show here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show this morning. Um, We are doing things a little bit different. Cameron is not with us today. He is on vacation for the next two weeks, so we want to wish him some well wishes on his vacay, some much-needed time away. Enjoy that, Cameron. You deserve it for all of the hard work that you do here on the show and on the air in the community. So this morning, we are talking about a lot of things. Since March, we have been dealing with the coronavirus. It has literally transformed our entire world. It's impacted everything, and now most of our senior leadership um, in in the White House is is dealing with this as well. So um, it has really <laughs> changed a lot, as you can see. Um, and this is something that we're going to continue to follow. We also want to hear your thoughts on the matter. So give us a call at 317-239-9696 to get on the air, to get on the live line and let us know what your thoughts are on this. So this morning, we are going to dive in a little bit um, in what's happening in our school systems with coronavirus. So if you guys um, are not aware right now, some schools are doing something that's called a hybrid model. So that means that kids are coming into the building on different days. Um, some are doing it strictly from home, doing the digital thing. So it's switching up a little bit. Um, but something else that has come out is that some teachers are saying that they do not have adequate PPE They do not feel adequately safe to do their job, and they just feel exposed. Um, And one story, at least one story, has already come out of this from Pike Township. And this morning, we are going to hear from another Pike High School teacher who has chosen to remain anonymous, telling their, their story about what is going on in the school building. So to give you some background, a complaint was filed with the Department of Labor because of this very issue. And um, the school's attorneys returned um, that letter by saying, you know, as far as we understand, everything is happening the way that it should. So this morning, you are going to hear from a teacher telling their story about what is actually going on in the school. In addition to that, we are also going to hear from um, a local labor attorney. Her name is Amber Boyd Mormon. She is going to be um, walking us through what your rights are as an employee, as an employer, and how to keep yourself safe. So be sure to listen in to this conversation. Tell your friends and family to tune in. Share this with other people um, so that we can have a really robust conversation about it. I see that the live line is already lighting up, so be sure to go ahead and call in now to make sure that you are on the line. That phone number is 317-239-9696. You can also send us a tweet at Open Line Show on Twitter um, if you can't get through the line to let your voice be heard. Um, but we are going to get started with a conversation I had earlier this week with that Pike High School teacher um, explaining what is happening from their vantage point in the school district. What 
is the overall state of coronavirus safety within the building that you work in? So, um, I work at Pike High School. So, I'm talking specifically about, you know, the high school side, the freshman center, as well as the high school side. Um, If I had to give it a grade, um, my first thought was to to give it a D minus, right? Like a 60%, like <laughs> right at passing. Um, and the reason why is because it's only one reason and it's because of the hybrid model um, that Pike is doing right now. Um, we do have students in the building. Um, and so our hybrid model Uh, has about a third of our population is virtual. So they don't come in the building at all. So that reduces the number of people in the building like significantly. Um, And then they split up the, you know, rest of the students in two groups. So we have uh, another third coming in on Monday and Tuesday. And then the other, the last third come in on Thursday and Friday. Um, And so that reduces hallway crowding. That reduces the class sizes. Um, So there are about 1,100 students in the building uh, a day because of that. And so that at first I was like, yeah, that's like a D minus. (laughs) Uh, But then... I began to like think about all the other things that are fails, and I'm like, no, <laughs> we're not even passing with a D minus. Um, and, and here's the reasons why. So, uh, teachers just have not been given like PPE. Like we have not been given that. So we we have masks, we have face shields. Um, we do not have an adequate number of things to like wipe down desks, to wipe down seats, to wipe down handles during the day as students are coming in and out. Um, Because students are still changing classes um, like it's, you know, regular school. So, you know, first set of students come in, we don't have anything to like wipe desks down or white desk shields down. We don't have any of that. Um, We were given 15 Lysol wipes (laughs) at the beginning of the year. Not like 15 packages of Lysol wipes or 15, you know, containers of wipes. We were given 15 Lysol wipes at the beginning of the year. We were given a roll of paper towels, and we were given this mysterious um, liquid uh, in a homemade bottle with a homemade label that says Mr. Clean on it. And we're told like expressly that it is not disinfectant. <laughs> and so that's what we were given to maintain a classroom where we're having students shuffle in and shuffle out. Um, We were given one desk shield per teacher that does not shield our entire desk at all. 
Um, and we were given individual shields for like individual student desk. Um, let's see. Um, we were, a lot of us have classrooms that don't have ventilation, like no windows. <laughs> so we have students coming in and out. Um, we aren't able to disinfect anything in our classrooms. And there are no windows in most of our classrooms. So we don't have any way of fresh air to come in and, you know, old germs to go out. And I think the kicker is, is that our custodians are not cleaning our classrooms at night. Um, there have been days I've come in and I'm like, my desk has not been wiped down. Nothing's been wiped. My trash has not even been taken out. Um, we got an email maybe three weeks ago saying that the custodial staff is uh, short at night um, and that we would see you know, the day crew coming in to do what the night crew was supposed to do, and that has not happened. So not only do we not have things to clean our rooms with, but the custodial staff is not even coming in <laughs> to sanitize our rooms at night. And then I think the last thing that, or, or I guess the straw that, you know, we'll break the camel's back is teachers aren't even notified when staff or students are diagnosed with COVID or present symptoms of COVID and have been told to go home, um, you know, for 14 days. It's just silent. You'll see that a teacher is just not there for two weeks or a student is missing <laughs> for two weeks. There's no process of notice to let us know, you know, that maybe you came in contact with someone. There's, there's no process of that. And so all of these things, even though the hybrid model is great, all of these things for me tells me that the overall safety is an F. And I just want to ask this for a point of clarification. The PPE that you got at the beginning of the year was the assumption that that would last you all the entire year or or, the, or is the assumption that you will replace it yourself out of your own pockets? The only thing that is replenishable by the school is this bottle of hand sanitizer. I forgot to mention that. They gave us this huge bottle of hand sanitizer um, and when that becomes empty, you're supposed to take it to you know, the head of the custodial staff to get replenished. But there's been no mention of replenishment for any Lysol wipes. There's been no replenishment for anything else except for that bottle of hand sanitizer. So we are expected to bring in our own materials that we purchase uh, to clean our rooms, which would become cost prohibitive over time, because if you have, you know, even if you have 10 kids in a room um, and you have Lysol wipes, you would go through that 15, <laughs> you know, after one class, right? You wipe down 10 desks, you would wipe down your desk, you would wipe down handles, doors, 
whatever, it would be gone after one class. So you would go through 15 times seven every day. And I know that there was um, a complaint filed with the Department of Labor that is documented. And then the attorneys for the school district, Barnes and Thornburg, did respond to that complaint um, that was filed with the Department of Labor. What has happened since then and have any conditions improved? I'm going to say that it is not high. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say that for two reasons. One is maybe two weeks ago, an article was published uh, in the Indie Star by a Pike teacher who did identify herself, talked about all of the responsibilities that are on teachers right now. Um, we are our own IT we are our own custodial staff. We are instructional assistants. We are the teacher in the room. We are doing all of these extra things to make this hybrid model work. So in this hybrid model, we have students in the room and we have students who are attending via Zoom. And so we are expected to set up our iPads on tripods to record ourselves giving instruction to the students in the room so that the students who are virtual can watch live and then also record it so that if a student couldn't come to class, then we have to download that recording upload that to Canvas, upload all of our materials so that students can access it, you know, on demand, if you will. Um, it is a lot of extra work <laughs> to do this, right? So on top of lesson planning, on top of following up with students and grades, and on top of grading, on top of contacting parents to let students, you know, let them know are you coming to class? Are your student coming to class if they're failing? If there's missing on top of all of that stuff teachers already had to do. We've added this on top. The, mora the morale is it, is, it is not good. We have not been alerted to what happened after, you know, Barnes and Thornburg, the lawyers responded. So um, I should add that there's been no public uh, disclosure about this. It just so happened that, you know, you walked into the break room and the notice from the Indiana Department of Labor was posted on a bulletin board, and then the response from the school's lawyers was posted, but there there was no email alert. There was no notice like, hey, this is going on. It was just like silently <laughs> put up and kind of left there. Um, and so we have not been alerted in this secretive <laughs> uh, way of, you know, what happens next. What I do know 
is that there've been there's been no course correction. Um, there's been no changes. There's been no emails saying, "Hey, we're gonna do this differently." Um, it's basically, "Hey, we feel that what the complaint alleged does not exist, um, and that we've done just fine." And and quite frankly, the response was, "We had this wonderful hybrid model, <laughs> and so we should be fine." Um, the response denied that we were, weren't given proper, um, items to disinfect our classroom. And it also relied heavily on, we have this great custodial staff that comes in and sanitizes our, our rooms every day. And I'm like, I can tell you that is not happening. And not only do we know it's not happening because our rooms aren't clean, but we have this email <laughs> from administration sharing that our custodial staff is short and you're going to notice that things aren't being done. What is your message to school administrators, not only of your district of Pike, but of all these schools? Because... Um, there are lots of teachers that are having to step into buildings mm -hmm. every day and figure out how to navigate this. What is your message to school administration about how they should improve what's going on to keep both teachers and students safe? This one's hard because I, I, I recognize that administration is most likely under legal and financial pressures to have bodies in buildings. You hear, you can just, you can just sense it that there's some requirement <laughs> to keep schools going and it's linked to bodies and buildings. Um, but it's the health of, you know, teachers and students, you know, and staff that's being sacrificed. Um, in this process and I feel like the seriousness of whatever the financial and legal ramifications are is what is outweighing the seriousness <laughs> of COVID's effect on our health um, as, as staff and students. And so um, I think that in combination with this virtual model not even working really, at least according to, you know, student performance. Um, my message to them is to, I feel like everyone needs to take a step back and regroup and come up with another solution. Because what we have is not working for safety and it isn't working for student academic performance. The students are not showing up. They are not learning. So what are we doing? And the phone lines are absolutely um, blowing up after hearing that interview. Um, so I want to say thank you to that teacher that decided to um, stay anonymous. And I understand um, totally why they would decide to do that um 
you know, just for, for job security, but their bravery in sharing their story definitely wants to say thank you for that. Um, and for the record, I did not hear back from um, Pike High School. I reached out to the office of the superintendent um, to offer them an opportunity to respond to everything that was shared and did not receive a response before going on the air. Um, So just wanted to state that for the record. We are going to take a commercial break, but when we come back, we are going to take your calls live on the air at 317-239-9696. And we are also going to talk with Amber Boyd Mormon, a local labor attorney that will help us walk through the legalities of what it is that you can do to protect yourself as an employee. So stay tuned. You are listening to The Open Line Show with Ebony Chappelle. Cameron's on vacation this week, but you are listening to us right here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3. Let's get back to Open Lines, your eye on the community on Hot 96.3. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Open Line Show here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3. I am Ebony Chappelle. So happy to be here on the air with you this morning. If you are just now joining us, you missed a very explosive interview um, with a Pike High School teacher talking about their story of what is happening right now in the school's district, um, right there in the high school. Um, Complaints of having inadequate PPE. Um, and just just not feeling safe overall in the school building. Um, like I shared with you, they were given um, a bottle of hand sanitizer, a bottle of this clear liquid with a duct tape label on it that says, um, Mr. Clean, 15 single Lysol wipes. I mean, there were just so many things that came up in this conversation. Um, so we want to hear your thoughts. The phone number is 317-239-9696. And right now we are going to talk with Amber Boyd Mormon, um, who practices employment and probate law right here in the city of Indianapolis. Miss Boyd Mormon's goal is to provide effective, efficient and strategic legal services. Good morning, Amber. How are you? I am doing fantastic. Let's do that again. Good morning, Amber. How are you? I'm doing well, Ebony. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So thank you so much for being here with us on the air to help us walk through um, this very complicated situation. So you heard uh, what was said uh, in that interview. What are your overall thoughts as an attorney that that works in this field? What are your overall thoughts on what you heard? Um, so I'm not going to be super specific on what I I'm, I'm not the attorney for it. I, I don't want to get into that. What, yes. what my overall thoughts, though, in general, is it's just this is really a sad and frightening time for employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only that is is that we, because it's a novel um, situation that we're dealing with, and also because there's just been some failure in my in my opinion regarding leadership on the federal level, that there's not just much guidance. Um, in general, on how um, employees should proceed, one, and two, the general protections of employees, right? Um, in general, when it comes to uh, employees um, believing that they're not working in a safe environment, um, you know, the first thing that I always tell my employees is to file an OSHA complaint with the Department of Labor. So um, just in regards to what I heard, it seems like they're on the right path, mm-hmm. um, but um, I, I just it's just so many hiccups regarding this. I just think that even OSHA has not um, created um, substantive and 
just good regulations that are particular to COVID-19. Yeah. Um, and so my heart really goes out to a lot of employees and especially teachers um, right now because the, um, the guidance minimal right now. Yeah, yeah. Amber, we're going to take some calls. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go to caller on line one. State your name and your comment this morning. Hello. Okay. All right. We have missed that caller. Let's go to um, the next caller on line two. Caller, you are on the air. Hello. Hello. Yes, you're on the air. What is your name and your comment? Uh, yeah, this is Larry Vaughn, please. Oh, you know, morning, I heard Larry. the comments, and you know, I spoke about this before. Uh, the property tax council, they amended our constitution, right? People are looking at the stuff around the edges. Oh, Larry, I'm sorry. I lost you. I lost you. So go ahead and call us back. Um, I'm going to go back to this caller on line one. Sorry about that, Larry. Hi, caller. What's your name and your comment? Good morning. This is Terry King. How are you? Hi, Terry. Thank you. How are you? I'm well. Good. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you to the teachers. Um, and really quick, Terry, can you turn your um, phone down in the back? Your uh, radio. Sorry. Yeah. We good now? Yes, I'm good. Uh huh. Okay. First of all, I want to say thank you to the teacher that was brave enough to uh, step up the way they did. Um, it's not easy. You don't want to be designated as a whistleblower, mm-hmm. but at the same time, what's going on, it is what it is. Um, as I listen to him, it's the same thing that I've heard from people who work in hospitals, people who work, who work in long care uh, nursing facilities, where unfortunately my mother is. They don't want to, it, it, it's a nightmare in mm-hmm. there. It, it is what it is. And like the lady just said, that the leadership has failed. OSHA has failed. They don't have these teachers, these employees, these first responders. They are not protected. They yeah. are all at risk. And I knew when the kids went back to school, I came on and responded on your show as well, mm-hmm. that it would, it would be a nightmare. Yeah. There is just no way. And then for the teachers to have to do this or to be expected to do this, like you said, the harbor model, it doesn't work. And and therefore, and then in addition to that, the PPA, PPE, no supplies, no necessary, no cleaning, no janitorial. They are short staffed. And where I lucked out, not that I lucked out, but well, maybe I did. I befriended someone on the inside. Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare in there. Short wow. staff, people not showing up, people showing up and taking off, leaving not being paid, hazardous pay. And we all know the teachers don't get paid enough to begin with. Let's just start there. I mean, that is yeah. a, that's a common point of conversation is how teachers are not um, ad- adequately compensated, especially for the level of work they do. Um, so, yeah, yeah it's just a lot of issues there. Yeah, and, that, and that's already, that was already an issue. Now it's compounded with COVID-19. Yes. So, mm-hmm. uh, in, in short, so that someone else can get a chance, I just want to say thank you to the teachers, and we all pray for the teachers. And those in leadership who make these decisions that they have to abide abide to and send out these emails that they have to respond to, Mm -hmm. they don't have to walk it. They can make the decision, but they don't have to walk it and live it. These teachers, and you don't have to go home to their families. 
jeopardizes the risk and safety of the family. So again, in short, I mm-hmm. pray for all the teachers. I commend them, applaud them, thank them, and we will all continue to pray for them. Thanks, yes. Ebony. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. And yes, we will continue um, to pray for those teachers for sure. Amber. Amber, do we got you? Okay. Looks like we have not got her there. Hello, caller. Okay. Y'all, I am having some trouble with these phones today. Okay, and let's go to our next caller on the line. Try to get them on here. Hold on just a second, you guys. Hello, caller. You are on the air. What is your name and your comment? Hello, caller. You are on the air. What's your name and your comment? Hey, how you doing, Ebony? Good morning, Good morning to you, brother. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call this Absolutely. morning. Absolutely. Is, uh, is, uh, is it Amber? Amber, Miss Amber, the attorney still with you? Uh, yes, we are going to try to get her back on. I'm having some technical difficulties on my end, um, so I'm going to try to get her back on. Actually, I think I have her now. Give me just a second. Hello, Amber. Are you back with us? Yes, I am. Oh, great. Thank you. Absolutely. So, Emotep has a question for you. Go ahead with your question, Em. Brother Emotep, are you still there? I'm going to try to get her back more. Okay, Emotep, are you still there? Yes, I we got cut. Okay. Uh, I'll just make mine real brief. Okay, uh, yes, please. Yeah, my, my, my grandson's going to school tomorrow. We've been asked by the teachers to bring all these supplies. It have, I've, done, I've done seven and a half weeks. Learning, mm-hmm. learning, uh, learning, um, uh, e-learning. It has been seem like it's been too much put on to teachers. Has been. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, Em. I dropped you. I'm so sorry, Amber. You're back with us. Yeah. I, I yes. Don't know if you can do both at once. I don't know what's going on, but maybe that's yeah, good. that is a user error on my part. So anybody that is upset, <laughs> that is totally my fault. Um, but yes, yeah, so M, hopefully you can get back on and ask your question. Um, but Amber, from some of the things that you're hearing from the callers that are calling in um, about what's happening in the schools, for someone that wants to make that complaint, you mentioned about um, OSHA. What should they do um, to file that complaint? And what are some of the other things that they should do to protect themselves? Um, so the first thing that they should do is um, they can go on the Department of Labor's uh, up website, mm-hmm. um, and you can file a complaint online with the Department of Labor. And I would do that initially. If you if you feel like your employer is not providing you with um, a, a safe um, environment to work in that's free from recognized hazards, um, and and the fact that they are not taking those precautions could likely cause death or serious physical harm, I would say you need to file a complaint with the Department of Labor mm-hmm. and basically make an OSHA complaint um, and do that as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, because you don't want to wait. You don't want to to, to um, just wait around and then you get sick and then you, you're filing a whole other complaint. So I would do that initially. Mm-hmm. So if you so basically overall, um, while I have you, if you're having issues in your employing uh, at your empl- place of employment, file this complaint as soon as possible. And would you suggest that they keep a paper trail and keep pictures of everything that's going on 
so that they have that evidence? Yes, I definitely would say keep it paper trail. Also, what I would say is, you know, I, I think documentation is key um, in regards to any complaints that you file um, um, when it comes to your against your employer. So one thing I would also suggest you do is contact the school administrator, contact your superintendent, contact your principal with an email and say, hey, these are the things that I see are issues, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, lay them out. Like, you know, we're yeah. there, there's not a lot of cleaning going on. We don't have any PPE. There's no social distancing, which is a mm-hmm. big thing in regards to, to the OSHA's, um, OSHA complaint and OSHA's um, uh, guidelines. Uh, and so say all of that out in an email, right, to your principal or to your superintendent, and then see they respond to you. Um, so keep your email to them and then keep their response. What I also do is I would not just keep it because a lot of times when we're emailing, we're emailing on our um, our company, you know, email address, right? Mm-hmm. So if you get terminated, you don't have access to that. So keep a copy of that on your own personal uh, folder. So like forward um, these so you to your personal that. email. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely do that. Okay. Awesome. Well, Amber, thank you so much for being on the air with us a little bit this morning to help us walk through this and to give people some tips on what it is that they can do to protect themselves as employees. We definitely appreciate that. No problem. No problem. I'm happy to answer any questions. And if anyone has any questions, because I know it has been on here long, um, but if anyone has any questions, please do not hesitate to give my office a call at 317-210-3416. We're all open at Monday through Friday from 9 to 5, 5.30. So just give us a call if you're dealing with these workplace issues. Absolutely. Thank you again, Amber. We appreciate your time and your expertise on the matter. No problem. You have a great day, Anthony. You too. Thank you. And the phone lines are still hot, you guys. So we're going to get some of your calls on here. Um, Caller on line one, what is your name and your comment this morning? Okay, turn your radio down, caller, so we can hear you. You are live on the air. Are you talking with me? I am. Hi, Paul. Good morning. Thank you for calling. Hey, how are you today? I'm doing great. So what are your thoughts on all of this that's going on? <laughs> I'm well, sure you have some uh, deep ones. Yeah, I'm. Kind of, I'm but I want to say to the teacher that is that was really brave of them to do that. It's a shame that we have to uh, hide behind stuff just simply trying to get to the truth. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these documents, like they said, are being done in secret, and we don't know the goings on. So we can't always trust the people that are representing uh, schools, and these are just people sacrificing other people for money. But I wanted to point out something earlier this week. Yes, sir. And I wanted to gra- congratulate uh, you and Cameron because your show is being watched by a lot. I mean, listened to by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a uh, meeting, I guess, down there at the city county building, and the chief of police and the person that's ahead, I guess, is the union representative, made a comment that he did not want to have former felons on this new committee against the police department or just to balance out things. Wow, so the well, citizens' oversight that's uh, yeah. helping with it. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And and one of the things about the law is that if everybody had to obey the law, then we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in. We need people on that board that are going to be making decisions for all people and not mm-hmm. just a group of people. And so, again, even with the school system, 
situation at the school, if you really looked at that and went around to all the businesses and all the companies, this is how they're being governed. And uh, again, we need to we we need to come together and take charge and take responsibility, and not allow these people in power to continue to do and sacrifice our children and our elderly, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that uh, one thing I've noticed in the last four months that there has not been a preacher on here. There's not been even a caller in preacher. And so I hope that this that people are taking this time out to study our history and get away from this European religion so that we can function as the people that we are, because we are going to be responsible for changing this world. And we first need to know about ourselves. We know more about our jobs than we know about ourselves. So I hope that we take this opportunity that we have been given on this radio show for people to call in and really tell what's really going on. Be brave, y'all. Step up. Tell what's going on so we can make the necessary changes that need to be made so our children can be safe and our elderly can be safe and we can live in a decent-type manner, way better than this. So uh, thank you. Kudos to the teachers. And I hope you guys uh, 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 really have a great day today. Mm -hmm. And thank you for allowing me to speak. Thank you, Paul, for speaking. Thank you for always calling in and all of your support of the show. We definitely appreciate it. You know, um, you bring up a very good point. And also the phone number, you guys, 317-239-9696, if you still want to get on the line with us. Um, but Paul, you brought up some really incredible points about what is, is going on and how people need to advocate for themselves. So that's what the show is for. That's why it's called Open Lines. Caller on line three, what is your name and your comment? Uh, did I get cut off earlier? You did, Larry. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry hey, about that. That was my fault. Hey, look, you know something? Uh, mm -hmm. They are singling out uh, African-American children and uh, cleansing them from all schools here in the state of Indiana, partially because they can't afford to have the schools open at this time because I know up where I work at, all the rich white folks, their kids are going to school like nothing happened, playing in the playgrounds, getting their education, and those that who are not have the computer and the wherewithal at home to continue on any kind of uh, remote learning. So what they're doing is they're targeting, and I don't know who's making these orders that we're all banned with the, with the COVID, but they're using that as a way to cleanse people out of our population, and they're well, doing it. Well, well, Larry... Nobody have ever thought about the consequences, Ebony, that's going to follow what's going on now. All we can think about is being safe. No one can save your life. The Holocaust was certainly a public health prosecution, and that's what's going on right now. I told people to read the Model Emergency Health Powers Act. Go and get it off the Internet. They're following the protocol as if we were facing bioterrorism. We're not facing that, Ebony. We need to stop this. If you tell somebody that you can't go to your job, that's enslavement. I mean, you well, said right home. now we do. We literally are dealing with a life threatening well, virus that is 3, spreading rapidly. People. OK, thank you for your call. Larry. We're worshiping a virus. We're not worshiping it. But you know what? Thank you for your call, Larry. Um, you know, we are dealing with and I think it's it's obvious, you know, what we're dealing with right now is this virus that is taking people out so people have to stay safe. We also have um, students and, and families that are trying to figure it out the best way they can. So 
we're just going to keep trudging through and trying to educate people along the process. Caller on line one, what is your call and your comment, your name and your comment? Hey, how's it going? It's uh, going this great. Is mayhem. This is Mayhem. Hey, Good Mayhem, show. I haven't heard you for a while. Yeah, yeah. everybody's writing their own eyes. Don't uh, so nobody have it all. I, I hear wrong information is deadly, and uh, mm-hmm. that um, these people need to be corrected. Uh, when people deny something and they don't know what it means, uh, they're lost. Um, the COVID is real. So if you're trying to convince a, a person that don't think something's real, uh, you're, you're just wasting your time. Um, I, I heard the teacher, I understand, I understand her complaint. Uh, IBS had problems before that, but when we get it, when something starts affecting us, then we want to tell. So, um, you know, I, I put a spin on it. Um, it's about the, uh, the, the the children. It's not about these. Uh, it, it's not about these teachers. Uh, these teachers are spoiled. They should be happy they got a job. This is a different generation of teachers. They whine and complain about nothing. Uh, so, uh, so are you saying that pop- that this teacher that they were whining and complaining, or, or yeah, because well, well because, why? How so? Because it, now she wants now she wants to complain about something. IBS had major problems before COVID. Well, we but were now, talking about Pike High School. This is specifically yeah, this Pike, teacher Pike, was at Pike. Pike yeah. Had, yeah, Pike had problems before this. Uh, we need to uh, uh, go in and revest, uh, investigate it. Pike was having riots, uh, little girls out there getting raped, and now we want to complain because uh, something's about to affect us. Um, it, it, it's about the, the children. So this neighborhood, uh, this um, uh, organization called NapTown, need to get together, protect your children. We have flipped the script. It used to be about us. Now it's about the upper elite. It don't work like that. Have a good one. Thank you for your call, Mayhem. All right. Caller on line two. What is your name and your comment? Hi, how you doing, Devin? It's brother Jeff Collins back with Thanks, Sam. Just wanted to have a couple of questions, and I'll say this. As a 27, eight-year healthcare professional, we do so. I watch life being saved daily. I go through open heart cores and surgery and watch doctors perform life saving events daily. I watch the sh- on stroke units where people come in who don't know what's going on, can't walk, and they walk out daily. So I don't know what a person who never worked in healthcare is talking about, who doesn't understand or never worked or been inside the ins and outs of a hospital or a rehab unit or a treatment unit and see life saving going on daily. Lives are saved daily by the interventions of people who are there to help save lives. What we've had are people who took control over a situation that are not looking to try to save lives. Now, I will say I believe in population control, and I believe that they do want to ex- get rid of and, extinct and exterminate enough people because of selfishness and greed reasons. That's just another story. Though. But going back to the teachers, and yes, uh, being involved seven and a half weeks of e-learning, and watching what's going on, they've been throwing too much at them. Uh, we have had an IT department in, in, in IPS that we could call to try to solve our IT issues so where the teachers didn't have to deal with that. So that was something to them. But still, the daily uh, issues of, of, of trying to uh, herd 25 or 30 people together on a camera, maybe deal with two or three classrooms, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And so now, now we've got to get these supplies together for tomorrow and wipes. And uh, one teacher's mother went through and made 70 masks for the children. This is a teacher's mother, I know, 
who have made 70 masks. Why is the PPE and all those things being supplied at the schools paid for from other taxpayers' coffers? See, that's what I was trying to tell Tina during that time when we talked about the charity giving from Lilly and giving uh, urbanly $100 million. That's false. They need to pay taxes. So taxes go into the general fund. So taxes can go into the emergency fund. So when these things happen, the schools can have the PPE needed so these students that we're bringing back tomorrow can have masks to a teacher's mother does not have to take her time and her money to go and make 70 cloth masks. I can imagine what she, much money she spent and then the time and effort doing it. So my question is, if you can ask the attorney, mm-hmm. is there anything that she will want the family members and the parents to do it was filing maybe complaints to lawyers or complaints to the labor or OSHA is what can we do to help bolster these teachers or even about uh, safety issues with our own uh, children, grandchildren, and et cetera, because this is a relationship and all of us need to understand that that we as parents, loved ones, family members, and then the teachers, we work together to try to get this milieu or get the learning environment the best that it can be. We're not going to be ignorant people like your last caller, who's constantly ignorant, and I'm going to say it as a black man in this country, it astounds me to hear ignorance from another brother. We want to have a healthy learning environment for our children. So what can we do? Is there things that we should do? Should we file complaints? Should we file lawsuits? And I'll listen to you off here. Thank you. Thank you, Emotep, for calling back in um, with your thoughts. Uh, Definitely appreciate that. Um, And unfortunately, we are out of time. The phone lines are still blowing up, but you guys will just have to tune in uh, next week to be a part of this conversation or join us on social media. But, Em, I'll wrap up by answering your question. Um, Yes, if you are a parent or a student and you notice that some things are are not going right, um, I would suggest that you start keeping a paper trail like the uh, attorney shared with us. Start keeping that paper trail. Start keeping track of what it is that's going on, keeping um, images and and emails and things so that um, you are able to help support um, with some knowledge about what's going on in our schools. Um, Thank you all again for tuning in this morning for Open Line Show here on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3 for all of us here at Radio 1 um, and my partner Cam on vacation. Thank you for tuning in. If you've missed any episode of the show, you can catch us wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great Sunday and a positive week, y'all. Peace.